Hey, 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 hey. What's going on out there, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to tonight's show, Donnie D's Words of Wisdom. That's right. Tonight's show is brought to you by Single Mother's Guide to Raising Black Boys and from Crack to Christ Part 1, both books written by me, Franklin Donnie D. Lewis. Pick up a copy at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Sleepers.com. And anywhere you get your books online or at your bookstore about these two books. That's right. Tonight, our guest will be Sheila Kimball. That's right. Sheila Kimball will be here with us tonight. And she will be talking about domestic violence, paralyzing the pain. One of her new books that are out right now. She'll be here at 630. That's right. Tomorrow morning. 11 on the West Coast, two on the East, and one in the middle is Fellowship in the Word with Pastor Robert R. Cooper. And tomorrow night at 6 o'clock with the world's only black shock jock selling soul sounds from Los Angeles, Donnie D. With the world's famous Donnie D. Soul Sunday. Check it out, old school, baby, right here, along with the family. That's right, the researcher Mo Jones and then some. Okay, well, we got that out the way, and we'll be waiting for her to come in for the, I call her the doctor, but I'll be waiting for Sheila to get here. And uh, before she does get here, we're going to go this
And that's the sounds of the world famous friends of the Teach the Groovy Day. It's been a groovy day today. I just want to say amen and have mercy. Oh, and by the way, it was a happy birthday to Donnie Hathaway. That's right, the late, great Donnie Hathaway. 
That's right. Tomorrow night we'll have more birthdays on Donnie D's Soul Sundays. You know, if you're weak and timid, I tell you, don't call in. Listen, but don't call in. Because the world's only black shock will kick you off. Uh, you might be hanging up on me. <laughs> Amen. I also want to say congratulations to Martin Grant. He's a great grandpa now. Ow!
Magnum. Okay. Keep on moving. Keep on moving. Sounds of the man himself, Mr. Gills, got here. It must be something, got to be something that we can do to turn this whole mad, mad race around that we're going through. Let's go to the caller from the 805 area code, Northern California. Caller, your name and where you calling from? Oh, I'm in sack right now. MGN. Sacramento right now. And MG is Martin Grant, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing, Martin? Well, I'm doing pretty good, considering things. Well, let's consider this. Let's consider this. Congratulations on your new great-granddaughter or son? Daughter. Granddaughter. Hold on just a minute. Let's see here. Marsha, are you there? Hello. Hello. I'm here. Did you hear what we just said? No, I I was I had gotten a call. I'm sorry. Okay, Barton just, Grant is on. He's a new great grandfather. Give him a congratulations. Uh-huh. Congratulations. Well, thanks. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Okay, right. I'm gonna move I'm gonna move down the line and then we'll get some quick questions before my guest gets here. Thank you, Marsha Dees. Let's see here. Area code three two three, sound like the researcher. Name and where you calling from. This is Camille calling from Los Angeles. Hey Camille. Congratulations, Martin. Oh, thanks. How does it feel? Oh, it feels fantastic. I've been waiting on this club. All right. I've been wanting to join it for a while. Huh? Have you held her? Oh, I babysit her for the last three days. Well, not just (laughs) myself, but one. I watched her one day by myself. My grandson just told me. He said, he said, he said, Granddad, I'm going to fix you something to eat. Gave the baby to me. Next time I know he was asleep, knocked out. <laughs> I had to knock out. It's in the morning time, you know. Yeah. Like, man. Well, it was great. I loved it. Okay, well, we're going to have to move it along. So stick around, Camille. Thank you very much. Okay, so MG, what's her name and how much does she weigh? Oh, wow. I just know it's Melody. I don't know nothing about the weight stuff. Okay, Melody. Okay. Well, we just wanted to say a shout out and give you a congratulations. We'll give one with Cooper at church tomorrow morning and say a prayer for you and the family and and the, and the, and the young lady and uh, Melody. And uh, I just want to say this for you to keep your head. To the sky, all right, brother. Always, and we'll talk to you soon. God bless. Peace.
It is Words of Wisdom with Donnie D. It is time for our guest right now. It brings me great pleasure to bring to the microphone a young lady I've known for a little while, and she's an author, an activist. She's a music promoter, singer, writer, does a whole lot of things, author, and her, she, that's the young lady is Sheila Kimball. How are you doing today? How you doing, Sheila? I'm doing well, sir. How are you doing? Oh, just doing just fine. Just fine. Uh, you've got so many titles. I was just trying to make sure I didn't skip any, but I know I did. And uh, you, you, uh, another version of Donnie D, do got her hands in a whole lot of pots. <laughs> and that's yeah. right on, right on. Okay. Let's, uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, our phone number is 646-595-3338. That's 646-595-33. Questions that you'd like to ask Sheila Kimball, uh, push the one on your phone, the love button, and that'll let me know that you have a question. Well, first of all, let's start off. Who is Sheila Kimball? Hi. Sheila Kimball is an entrepreneur. She's an author, a speaker, a playwright. She does a little bit of acting on the side. Um, she's an does a little bit of everything. All right, and I can put it that you're from my hometown, Pomona, right? Yes, I am. Ah, <laughs> yes, indeed. Another Pomona person taking off into the atmosphere. Okay, now I know that you're an author. And you just got off an interview with Dominique Prima over there at Talk, Black Talk Radio uh, in Los Angeles, Tabitha Smiley's radio station, KBLA. And um, yes. how did that go? That went awesome. Truly, truly thank Dominique DePrima for allowing me the opportunity to be a part of her show. Amen and amen. Okay, so you um, have a book out, um, and uh, it's dealing with uh, domestic violence. Tell us the name of the book and tell us about what's going on with with domestic violence. That well, my recent book is um, titled "Paralyzed in Pain," and it is about male victims of domestic violence because. Male victims, they suffer in silence because of the systemic um, tradition, and they're paralyzed in pain because males are taught that they can't cry, they can't show any emotion, they can't show any feelings. And I wrote the book not just based on situations that my deceased son had gone through, but other associates, friends, acquaintances, even some strangers who have walked up to me and shared their stories with me about either being a victim themselves or losing a loved one as a result of being a victim of domestic violence. Okay, now, you also, and we're going to go back to the domestic violence. Well, actually, you say it's for males, and 
I don't think too many people are. You might be the only one who's written a book uh, on paralyzing the pain of, on men because men get caught up in domestic violence also. And, uh, you know, like my mother taught me, don't never hit a woman. So, you know, I went <laughs> with one, uh, one of my wives out of my 20. Uh, one of them was just like love to get violent at the drop of a hat. You know, I found myself leaving, running off, you know, and I was taught that way. And it really tore me up inside. And that can lead to drug addiction, alcoholism, all kinds of different things. And, you know, and like you say, men have been programmed that you got to be tough, don't cry. Yeah, that's really interesting that you pulled that out. Now, now why did you decide to write a book on domestic violence for men? Well, I wrote a book on domestic violence for men because um, during a course of uh, my trying to get justice for his his um, his death, I was presented with a situation explaining to me that my son was a, a teen victim of domestic violence. And I'm like, how can my, my son be a, a victim of domestic violence? And here he is. 225 I'm not understanding and because of some history in his past that was um, brought to my attention in addition to the fact that he was killed by quote unquote possibly members of different gangs um, they consider that also as a form of domestic violence so I started doing some research on my own and looking up information. I never saw the part about the, the gangs or anything of that sort, but I started doing some research, and you're right. I think there's one book that was written about male victims of domestic violence by two gentlemen and a woman, and that was in the late 60s, early 70s, and they were basically ostracized for talking about it. And then there's one movie wow. from the 1990s um, where a, a Caucasian male wrote a movie about a male victim of domestic violence. And he too was ostracized. I tried reaching out to him, but he had passed away uh, about a year and a half before I was able to contact him. So I said, you know what? Here I am. I'm a black woman. I am a survivor of domestic violence only to lose my son as a, you know, to the fate of what I had once. So I said, let me try my hand at writing about domestic violence from a mother's perspective, from being a victim myself, and um, try to put it in a way where people could understand without me being ostracized. And right. by my from an economically challenged, you know, environment, I said, let me do something different. And in doing research, I came across this video clip called Domestic Violence Double Standards. And I utilize this clip often because I have gone to speak in venues um, for individuals that teach classes about domestic violence, and I'm also a certified um, batter's 
intervention facilitator. So when I use the clip domestic violence double standard, it speaks about how nothing is done when a woman is, um, you know, found guilty of domestic violence. And they talk about uh, Ray Rice, the 2015 Super Bowl. Ray Rice lost his job. Um, His career is gone because he's seen beating on his then fiance in an elevator. But when you see this woman doing the Super Bowl Super Bowl um, halftime, she punches this guy and she said, this is a princess cut. And there's another guy in the background that chuckles. So see, Ray Rice gets in trouble. Um, men are bigger than women. Yes, this is true. Men are stronger than women. Yes, this is true. Yes, more women lose their lives and are victims of domestic violence. But what about that minute, that one number of men who, like you, were raised not to put their hands on women, and because they were raised that way, they are taking advantage of. And when the police come out, they just laugh. Ah, well, you know, you're a coward. Yeah, sissy. You're, this, you're that. I'm punk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, let me ask you this. You know, there's a a lot of women out there that, uh, a lot of mothers, I'll put it that way, that are suffering and, and, and uh, from the loss of, their sons and, and, and different types of uh, violence in the streets. Now, do you personally believe, if I may ask you this, um, do you personally believe it was gang violence or do you think it was something else? Uh, you know, what do you think? Okay, first of all, your son was murdered, am I correct? Yes, yes, he was. And what year was that? It was uh, May 17th, 2011. Okay. Now, what is your personal opinion on that, if we might ask? Well, according to the streets, he was set up. And um, because, quote-unquote, the police department is saying that it's still an open investigation, you know, my opinion is just my opinion. But a lot of times when young men are in situations like that, it's always behind a female, the old antics, you know? Yes, indeed. Um, so when when males become victims of domestic violence, it's often behind a female that's scorned, an ex, uh, you know, it could be a, possibly um, baby's mama's dramas, uh, things like that. They go, you know, when a female is involved with um, setting up a, a male, um she elicits help. She go get the big brothers, the cousins, the uncles, the friends. Right. Yeah, that Negro, he, they, he hit me. The one he he did this. He yeah. did that. Exactly. Oh, they go, you know, get big bub, big bubba, you know. Let's go over here and, you know, take care of this real quick. So right. that's the difference between um, the men um, with, that are, are, you know, are perpetrators, and then the females that are perpetrators, because men, um, females were, you know, they they once were looked at as they're docile, they would never do anything like that, you know, that can't happen. And now you have a lot of females that's just as ruthless as as um some of the men that out there. Okay, well, you know, 
you um you started a foundation uh and tell us the name of the foundation and, and what you uh your goals are and what you're doing with the foundation um my foundation was named in honor of my son arthur lee duncan tell the second and you can also find it under the Duncan Tell Foundation. And I work with victims of domestic violence. Many of the victims that are, um, many of those that are victims of domestic violence, they often don't want to leave the person that is their abuser. Um, so they want help for themselves as well as the abuser. And what I found in doing research as well and doing internships, um, oftentimes the abuser has a deeply rooted trauma, often from childhood, if not from, you know, adulthood, a tragedy that has happened. And they, they will turn to substances, be it alcohol, drugs, whatever the case may be. And it's a form of reaching out for help. And even if they don't use the substances, a lot of times the victim will use substances because they're numbing their pain. So what we're doing is we're focusing on teaching the abuser how to unlearn the learned behavior and to Mm. focus on having healthier relationships. relationships. And, you know, in actuality, Males are are more successful so far at completing the program than many of the females because a lot of times females, um, and I'm not saying all, but there's females that they are aggressive, they are aggressors, but they want to look at themselves as the victim instead Uh, of the Interesting. And so they don't succeed. (laughs) Okay. I got you there, and that's something that, you know, this is uh, something I never thought about that that you're bringing up. Now, somebody listening on the phone, and we're going to go to the phones in a few. If somebody was listening on, and how do they, are you located just at, uh, and you're in Los, because it sounds like you need to be nationwide, you know, get you a grant writer, and let's get this, to get this nationwide. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for too to get brick and mortar because our we yes. know we had to move from our building and um I've been working from home and with other agencies. Yeah. And um that's that's a problem right there, you know, but we do what we can to assist people with the resources and providing them with the workshops. But you can do a whole lot more when you have your own brick and mortar. You right, know, right. I'm working from home right office. now as we speak. Yes. Yes. Okay. So how do people? Grant writers. Okay. You heard that? She's looking for grant writers. And how do people contact you if they want to get involved? Well, for my nonprofit, the um, my website is www.duncantell.org. That's www.duncantell.org. O-R-G. And for my books, my website is www.theinnovative1. And innovative is E-N-N-O-V-A-T-I-V-E, the number one, dot com. 
and they can get in contact with me. Um, send me a um, go through the contact list, and you know, give me a couple days or so because I have a lot on my plate, and I will get back in contact with them. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't hear, get that. Get me Franklin Donnie D, and I guarantee that I'll get you that information for Sheila Kimball. Now, anyone out there who's listening around the world right now, well, I'll say around the country because by the time you get through this phone, we'll probably be off the air. But if you're in the United States, uh, our phone number is 646-595-3338, and push the one on your phone. That's the love button. And that allows alerts me that I have a caller that would like a a question right about now. I see a couple of callers. I'm calling from the six two six six two six is Pasadena. Your name and where you calling from and your question was Sheila Campbell. Oops, my bad, my bad. I don't have my microphones on. Here we go. There we go. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Hi, Sheila. This is Marcia, and I just want to give you kudos for writing this book um, because it is something nobody really thinks about, that these men with these, you know, have have also been abused. And I I just think it's wonderful that you've, you've got this platform and and I hope that it does go nationwide because it does need to be addressed and God bless you for that. Thank I, you. Thank you very much. You're right. very welcome. All thank right. you very much, Marsha. Let's go to Los Angeles. It looks like three two three your name and where you're calling from. Um Oh. Hello. Hello. Could you could could you repeat Hello. that, please? This is Camille. I'm calling from Los Angeles. Hello, Camille. How are you doing, Camille? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm doing well. Um, when we were talking about uh, domestic violence um, toward men, could that also having a home life to where your parents are extremely strict and stern? And yes. um uh, yeah, I, I was just wondering. And plus, uh, with the military, a lot of men go into the military and they change when they come out, but they won't admit to it. And they they immediately turn to drugs, and um, they they don't want to be around other men. And Does you that know, possibly, it's not so. It's it's not so much that they don't want to be around other men, but we also have to think if you are living in an environment where your mother is being abused by her husband or her boyfriend or another male, um, you have children that are in a household that are watching. And some of these mothers have sons, not just daughters, and they are exposed to this violent behavior. So they do one of two things. They either grow up and become the perpetrator or they grow up and become the victim, not knowing how to deal with it because they weren't able to get to the resources that were needed, therapy. And, and so they're, they're, they're traumatized. 
And when they're traumatized like this, they end up getting into toxic relationships of people that they attract that will abuse them. It's called trauma bonding. And a lot of times we don't think about that. We we gravitate to the 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 main thing that we feel that we're trying to run away from. Oh, well, you know, she treats me nice or he treats me good. He brings me flowers every day or she cooks when I'm when I come home. She has this done. That's a grooming process. It they're setting right. you up to be able to abuse you. Yeah. Well, congratulations on your book. Um, I hope it becomes very successful, and I hope you do get your brick and mortar. Thank you. Thank you. My goal is is, I always tell people I'm going to be the female Tyler Perry. No. I hope you do, because I'm going to be knocking at your door. Well, listen, we've got about eight minutes left here, and in this short period of time, um, I, I know that you have written about eight books or, so, or more. Can you give us some titles of some of those books? Um, I have my first book, which is Bits and Pieces of Me, A Mother's Memoir. Um, it's uh, just snips and bits and pieces of my life and some of the experiences that I had gone through. And then I have a sister's blues. It's more or less about church house hurt, things that we go through um, because the church is a hospital for the sick. And so I, I speak, a, uh, I touch a little bit about that. A sister with faith is about four women from the Bible compared to four women today and the experiences that they go through. And I, I make a compare and contrast that, the things that happen during the Bible days, it's no different than today. You know, it's the same game, different players. And then um, me and Mr. Jones, it's about church house hurt and the abuse within the church and certain certain um, powers that be in the church. Now, all churches, um, nobody's perfect, you know, um, all churches have problems, and I don't want people to look at the church as a negative. I look at that as a positive because that is something that can be addressed. It can be worked on. Um, so I don't want people to look at it as a negative. So me and Mr. Jones touch touch about church house hurt from that hurt. Um, and then I have um, Julia, a black mother raising sons. And it talks about single moms. And I use the sitcom of Julia, that's my mama, good times, what's happening, and all of those. And I talk about how we as black women, the things that we go through. And the book is not just for African-American women. It is for all single mothers. I use that because um, African-American because I can identify with my culture, what I've seen, and what I've gone through. And then I have um, uh, mm, I have Black Men Who Suffer Too. It's about male victims of domestic violence and um, paralyzed in pain. 
I have that book as well as a play. And then I have two cookbooks that's also online. You can get that through my website or you can go on Amazon and and perk as well. Okay, so I have a total of ten books. Ten? Ten, and I'm working on several others. Whoa, this is this is, and it got a play coming up. You got a lot of your hands are in a lot of different uh, areas. I know you like to promote events and uh, other uh, other things also. Uh, yes, indeed, that, that's that's really good. Now, uh, give us one more time how to contact you. Um, if it's for the nonprofit, the the website is www. D U N C A N T E L L dot O R G. That's www.duncantail dot org. And for the books, it's www dot the innovative one dot com. And innovative is E N N I V E the number one dot com. Well, you heard her right here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are uh, working on getting her on Donnie D's Soul Sessions TV uh, very soon. It's a little scheduling conflict, but we're going to work that out. And uh, <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. And, you know, um, it's funny that, you know, when I first met uh Sheila, I call her Yvette, but anyway, when I first met Sheila, she she was one of the first, I'd say the first five to buy my book, and I went out to Pomona and met her, we sat down and had coffee, and she purchased a a, a copy of my book, and you know, when you write your first book, you're so into it, you know, all excited, you know, as I was at the time. And uh, But anyway, I want to thank you for taking your time out this evening and to check us out here at Donnie D's Words of Wisdom here on Blog Talk Radio. The podcast will be out tomorrow. It'll be on Spotify, iHeart, Deezer. Um, this show will not be on Apple. The other show's on Apple. But Spotify and iTunes, not iTunes, but iHeart. You can find us there. It should be there within the next hour. It'll be there. So, it's been fun. I got to run. We'll see you on another day with a whole lot more fun. Thank you very much for joining us, sister. Thank you. All right. Sheila Kimberly.
here tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock on the West Coast, 2 in the East Coast, and 1 in the Middle East. Fellowship in the Word with Pastor Robert R. Cooper, formerly of Pomona. And we'll have a church service tomorrow morning. And tomorrow night with the world's only black shock jock, Donnie D. Spread soul oldies around the world from Los Angeles, California. That's the 6 o'clock Donnie D. Soul Sunday. Don't want to miss that show. It's been fun. Donnie D got to run, but I'll be back in the morning. And uh, before we go, let's go out this way. Trip y'all out tonight. <laughs>